Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Sonia Nash, from the Elkhart County Visitor Center, and I'm glad you've tuned in today to learn more about our local culture and the people who make Elkhart County a well-crafted place. Today, we're joined by Eric Garten, the Robert and Peggy Weed Executive Director of Wellfield Botanic Gardens, located in Elkhart. Welcome, Eric. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us your story, Eric. How did you find yourself at Wellfield in Elkhart, Indiana? Yeah, so it's been an exciting journey, and I, I love sharing my story. Um, I came to Elkhart in 2015, relocating from another botanic garden job in Southern California, and before that, another garden in Phoenix, Arizona. This has uh, been an amazing uh, career and a, and a wonderful move for me and my family uh, from the West to the Midwest. And coming to Wellfield was a fantastic opportunity for me as a first-time executive director. Um, my, my function here at Wellfield, I provide overall management of the gardens, the operations, and the maintenance. I, I report to a wonderful group of volunteers, our board of directors here, many of which were involved with the, the founding of this place, Wellfield Botanic Gardens, in 2005. Well, it is an amazing uh, location and facility. Uh, what is your favorite part about what you do there? I'd say the favorite part of my job is that I, on a daily basis, every day is different. Uh, if this is the type of job uh, that people seek, if they're looking for something that's routine, this is far from it. So <laughs> I love the variety, I'd say, overall. And I'd say most importantly for my job is I love connecting people to their environment. Uh, I, I got into gardens because one, I really appreciate nature and I appreciate our environment. But what I found over the years, especially at becoming formally trained as a biologist, is that I not only appreciated the ecology and the plants and the animals, but I really liked sharing that with people and giving people the opportunity to see and feel and be a part of their environment is really what I got excited about. And that's why Botanic Gardens have been such a great outlet for me. And especially here in Elkhart County, where, you know, Botanic Gardens are, are kind of a new thing. And certainly yes. for Elkhart itself, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a typical sort of attraction. And so bringing this, um, bringing this place more to life, it has just been a real pleasure and being able to connect people to the plants and animals that are around them every day is just a, a pleasure that I, I, I don't get tired of it. It's just something that I do and I wake up every morning, no matter how hard days are and you know everyone has challenges in their job, but it's important to always remember why we're here. And for me, that's to create that amazing experience. And that's part of the vision of what Wellfield Botanic Gardens was created for. 
Exactly. From what I understand, uh, this began at a grassroots level with some local residents who had that same similar passion and dream to create an environment for all residents, countywide and regional-wide, statewide, to experience and learn. So share with our audience some of that amazing history and story about how Wellfield got started. Yeah, this is a, a truly a, a community vision that was founded by the Elkhart Rotary Club. So in 2003, in preparation for Rotary International's 100-year anniversary, so these are all the Rotary Clubs all around the world, uh, were really tasked with coming up with some sort of big community project. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that our Elkhart Rotary Club, which has got about 150 uh, really great uh, members, that are very, very community-minded, there was a small group that saw this place called the North Main Street Well Field, which has been the water source for the city of Elkhart for over 150 years and certainly has been the water source for all people for a lot longer than that. They saw this 36 acres as an opportunity. Uh, it had been a place that had had a lot of memories for a lot of folks who live here, but unfortunately was not being treated very well. And there was a lot of vandalism, uh, a lot of invasive species had gotten into the waterways here. And so this was a, a, a chance and it was really sparked by this small group, the steering committee that ended up being uh, some of the initial board members of Wellfield Botanic Gardens. And sure enough, they turned it over uh, to the board of the Wellfield Botanic Gardens in 2005 to celebrate that 100 year anniversary of Rotary International. We are a 36 acre private not-for-profit. We are 100% privately funded through things like sponsorships and uh, community partnerships. We do receive uh, money for admissions and we also have memberships, uh, but just throughout the year, this place has really become uh, a really a community treasure. And uh, I'm just so proud to be a part of it. It receives no tax funding of any sort. Uh, and in fact, we have a, a partnership with the city where we maintain these 36 acres. So really it took about 36 acres of maintenance off of the city of Elkhart. Mm -hmm. The city of Elkhart and public works still operates 13 wells that are here on site. So if you live in Elkhart, it's a good chance that your water actually comes from the wells that are in the aquifer beneath the footprint of Wellfield Botanic Gardens. Well, that is who owned the land prior to the right. Rotary. So those individuals, those locals worked in partnership with the city. I'm sure that wasn't easy and I'm sure there were other challenges they had to overcome. Tell us any of those particular stories yeah, about- Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And of course that was prior prior to my arrival here, but hearing the stories, it was, it was really a great working relationship because it was really something that stood to be mutually beneficial for both the city of Elkhart the Elkhart Rotary Club, and most importantly for the community. Uh, so there are just some, some fantastic benefits. And part of the lease agreement that Wellfield Botanic Gardens has with the city is to provide free admission for city of Elkhart uh, residents. Uh, so if you get a water bill from the city of Elkhart, uh, Tuesdays are actually free admission. And that is, uh, again, as a part of our lease agreement, but also part of a partnership we have with the Community, Community Foundation of Elkhart County, who's been very generous over the years and has helped us to 
offer that more broadly uh, to Elkhart County residents on Tuesday, not just limited to city of Elkhart residents. So uh, the challenge is obviously, you know, making sure that, you know, this is a safe experience for people. And of course, we have a lot of water around of the 36 acres, 18 of those are water. Mm -hmm. uh, so literally half of the space is, is covered in um, what are called, uh, they're, they're, they're basically ponds. And there's also Christianity Creek that runs through the middle, but they're recharge galleries for the aquifer. So even though the water that gets pumped to our homes and out of our taps is not surface water, but it's actually in the aquifer, the water that helps kind of keep that contained and sealed, you know, penetrates down mm -hmm. through those ponds. So they're both aesthetic and functional. And uh, we have done our best to also uh, make sure that they're biologically uh, sustainable too. So we wanna make sure that the, the practices that we have above the aquifer help impact it in a positive way. And believe it or not, uh, the Wellfield site itself was one of the original Superfund sites. Ooh. There's a there's a What's chemical a super fun site. <laughs> yeah, so there was a, a, a chemical uh, that was used by a lot of the local industries called trichloroethylene or TCEs that were unfortunately and at the time you know there wasn't as much emphasis on that sustainability and impacts on the environment and a lot of these things got put onto the ground uh, got made it into the groundwater and so. Uh, Superfund was a, a federal program that actually worked on mitigating some of these harmful, uh, not not healthy situations, and it, it helped take the trichloroethylene out of the drinking water, which is obviously a good thing. Sure. And that kind of plays right into our story of what we are as a botanic garden to make sure that we are doing safe, sustainable practices to make sure that the city can continue its mission uh, and public works has a very simple mission. It's to deliver safe, healthy water to the residents of Elkhart. And uh, we're happy to be a partner in that effort. Well, that's excellent. But there is some confusion because cities also manage parks, but they don't manage the botanic garden. So there is a difference between a botanic garden and a city park. How would you define the two differences that our audience might be interested in? That is a fantastic question and one that we address a lot, in fact. And uh, botanic gardens are really living museums, you know, versus a city park that while it might be aesthetically pleasing, it's not maintained or curated in a way such as a botanic garden. So I like to, you know, when I'm talking to, to diverse groups, I, I sometimes will just keep it very simple and maybe ask them, you know, what do you think about a, what do you think about art museums? And everybody knows that art museums have paintings on the walls or sculptures. Those are their collection. And for us, we have a collection of plants. We have what's called provenance. And that really just means we know that where the plants came from. We know how they got to be where they are. Uh, we catalog them just like an art museum catalogs things that are on a wall and uh, we have records that show that and so at any given point we could tell you that this shrub was planted on such a date by even by who it was planted by oh, wow. where mm -hmm. it came from whether it was from a seedling or whether it was from grown from seed was it a cutting from another shrub or tree that's the type of record keeping that we have and that can be really helpful on the scientific end to make sure that some of the threatened and endangered species especially are 
allowed to grow here safely. So we have uh, sometimes what's referred to as a refugium, where we actually provide a safe place. And we've actually done some collecting of plants that were threatened uh, by development. We've actually moved them here to Wellfield. So they have a home, kind of like a, you know, a zoo might rehabilitate uh, a large mammal that might have been injured in the wild and survived, but might not ever be able to be back in the wild again. We actually are a place, a safe place for those plants, and we can actually continue to uh, propagate them and potentially even have some of our propagation efforts put back into the wild eventually uh, through some of our collections efforts. Well, so this is interesting, Eric. How do you identify? I mean, is there a plant police that's out there and says, hey, this plant in Main Street is in trouble, SOS, Wellfield, come and get it? Or yeah, how, do you, fact, how do you do that process? <laughs> yeah, there are actually quite a few groups. And here in Indiana, oh. there's the Indiana Native Plant and Wild, uh, Wildflower Society, or INPAWS, right. is one of those groups. And there's also a couple of groups through the Department of Natural Resources who have formed consortiums of organizations who care about plants mm -hmm. and particularly native plants. And so we're uh, represented in uh, several of those groups and we're, we're members who help contribute to some of that broader knowledge about uh, botanical uh, collections and people just come to know us as a place that is, you know, we can actually help you and, and if you want to save some plants that's it no we can't run out and grab every plant that might be in trouble but sure. there are some cases uh, that we can evaluate and we actually get help from you know the state botanist uh from time through the dnr uh we also work with some consulting groups here and they can help us they might be aware of some situations that we might want to become involved and we can actually add to our collection through that off-site collection and bring it back to wellfield well, I'm curious if a plant isn't saved, what is it? Is it a big problem in our ecosystem and in our world and environment? If if there is, uh, if you don't do what you're doing, do we? Why well, should we care? Well, I've always I've always believed, and here at Wellfield, you know, we have a really a four part mission. So we mm -hmm. talk about the importance of water to life on Earth. That's something that's very near and dear to our hearts. We talk about education. We want to create stewardship for our environment. And then one of my personal favorites is growing community. But when you talk about the importance of plants, so that stewardship for the environment, there are absolutely plants in our ecosystem that are in a lot of trouble. And, you know, everyone, no matter how far you've gone through school, everyone's heard of maybe early on the food chain or the food web. And we have these systems where everything depends on one or more other organisms within it. And when you remove any one of those, it has a cascading effect across all of our environment. And ultimately that can mean a negative impact to us as human beings as well. Uh, so absolutely, I've, I've always contended and in my 20 plus years at Botanic Gardens that Botanic Gardens are really helping to save humans. Uh, the planet will do really well on its own. It, it doesn't need us to survive, but in order for us to maintain our habitat and the habitat for other animals like us, we need to be actively involved in that management. 
Well, you mentioned you have 36 acres and you have these wells and 18 acres of water, but it is a work in progress. Every time I go there, there's something new happening at Wellfield. How has that progressed historically over the years? And what does the future look like for future growth? I, I love I love that question. And it's really something that makes Wellfield special is that this garden was planned with a master plan uh, done by a gentleman, a landscape architect named Dennis Bittner. And he'd actually designed uh, many different botanic gardens around the country. And so when that steering committee initially came forth with to the city with this proposal, they needed to make sure they'd done their homework. And they worked really closely with the master planner to create an amazing plan. And uh, we are right now about 80% through that plan. So this is a physical master plan that sort of lays out where each of the different theme gardens at Wellfield will be. Uh, it includes other visitor amenities like a, a future visitor center, an outdoor amphitheater. Uh, these are all things that we hope to bring to life uh, through our efforts and through fundraising that we do here. Uh, but that's what really makes Wellfield special is that the board and the staff and the volunteers have been very committed to that master plan and over the years haven't deviated from it too much and any changes that do happen or that are suggested they really go through a very rigorous thought process and uh, in fact any changes that are made to the master plan have to go through and be voted upon by the board of directors in order for them to change so we're very respectful of both the plan and the process and so that's why you see so many different things going on all at once, you know, that we're able to open a new children's garden and that we're able to open a beautiful Japanese inspired island garden. And these are things that are gonna be around for generations uh, that, that through that proper planning and proper installation and maintenance over time, they'll be able to be enjoyed by the community long after we're gone. Oh, I can't agree more. And that Japanese garden is outstanding. And I know you have some amazing stories, such unique things that never have been before seen in this region. Share a little bit about how that became to happen and all of the intricacies of it. Yeah, the uh, the Japanese garden, as it was part of the original master plan, it was mm -hmm. really kind of a centerpiece. It really is physically almost right in the center of Wellfield's uh, property but it's surrounded on all sides by water, which is why it gets the name the Island Garden. Uh, and even though it's only one acre in size, uh, it's just been very rich in terms of the, the, the cultural significance and also the authenticity uh, that we've tried to bring. And one of the ways that we had done that is working closely with a master uh, Japanese garden designer named Sadafumi Uchiyama, uh, who is actually, in, uh, he was the curator at the Portland Japanese Garden in Oregon. And he is one of the most sought after Japanese garden designers in, in all the world. And so to have him create the, the master plan for our Japanese garden, and then to have him physically on site overseeing installation of some of the major pieces. And of course, in a Japanese garden, uh, a lot of the, the bones of that garden are the boulders and the stones. Sure. And so getting those set into place. And then he's also a, a landscape designer. So getting the right plants in the right place, proper selection, proper placement, 
showing us how to do proper care and maintenance over time. That really is something that is uh, very unique. And, and for this area, uh, there's nothing else like it. And it is so gorgeous when you see it throughout the seasons to be able to go any time of year and see some beautiful new uh, plant that's either evergreen, so it has, it has got color all throughout the year, or even in the, the spring is one of my favorites when the azaleas start coming out and the beautiful pink. And uh, right now we have flowering thyme, just this gorgeous purple mat on the ground uh, that you can see in uh, April and May. So throughout the year, it just offers lots of different interests. And of course, the water. Uh, our garden is surrounded by uh, water in the Japanese garden, and there is an eight-foot waterfall uh, that is just an amazing central feature of our strolling garden. And what that means is you can't see it all from one place. You have to wander through the garden and experience all the trails. You can't see all of it from one spot. That's the, that's the whole point is to have to explore. And it offers little hide and reveal moments where suddenly you're walking around a corner and you might see a, a, a Japanese stone lantern or you might see a zigzag bridge or the waterfall or a special combination of plants that are put into, into place that just make every bit of your experience something new. And so I always encourage people to come multiple times throughout the year. And truthfully, you can come every single day and see something new in bloom. Even in the dead of winter, we have beautiful things, including flowers that are blooming. In February, when the witch hazel start to bloom, it's just fascinating to be that cold outside and be able to see a, a shrub in full bloom is just incredible. Well, you mentioned uh, some of the trails and I'm curious for our listeners who may or may not have been there yet, um, is it very strenuous, lots of walking, uh, requires a full day or what, what type of a, a physical requirement would be to enjoy your gardens? Sure, it's, it's a little bit of everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, we're a very accessible garden. Um, we had have designed it in that way so that anything that has wheels, whether it's a stroller or a wheelchair or uh, electric, a little electric cart, those can actually get in just about all the, all the spaces in the garden. And uh, we designed it for accessibility. We wanted to make sure that we were being very inclusive of as many people as, as possible. Um, there are about two total miles of trails, uh, but the main, uh, the main loop around is about a half mile. And then we have a lot of little side trails, but you can walk it multiple times. We have people who come in and it's part of their, their daily workout, you know, to just do a, a bunch of laps around and do walks. And then we have some people who might take three hours to get around a half mile. Mm -hmm. And if you're really into the plants and looking really closely at all the details, you can spend as little or as much time as you want at Wellfield. And uh, being a year-round garden, um, there's just something new every season. Oh, I would agree. And I enjoy also the opportunities to sit and relax on the benches and soak in the sounds and the sights, the music of the water, as you shared. Um, that has to be intentional by your team. For sure. That's the, the benches and the ability for people to, to seek places of respite. Uh, we're really part of the design of the garden. And uh, we know that, again, being many different things to many different people, 
we want to have a lot of different opportunities for people to engage uh, with their surroundings. And one of the best ways to do that is to just have a seat in a comfortable place. I think one of my favorites are, is in the conversation garden in the Adirondack chairs. We have these really bright, colorful chairs that are out there that overlook the water. And you also, in the summer and spring and fall, you'll hear the fountain in, out in the, in the middle of the pond. And you can sit there and watch the kinetic sculptures, watch the birds fly, and really just try to immerse yourself in the natural environment. And, and just to hear those things is, is really a, a, a treasure right here in the, really the heart of Elkhart. Uh, we're right here on the Gateway Mile. And a lot of people, when they visit, they just would never expect to see something this beautiful right here in downtown. I can only imagine that's probably one of your most popular comments from visitors is they don't connect with how close you are to a thriving downtown community. Would you yeah. say that that is uh, one of those most surprising components of the visit? Ab ab absolutely. Uh, to be able to, again, in this work sort of in a, you know, uh, the, the edge between a residential area and industrial and to have, uh, again, what is, still is, uh, a very practical space uh, being the well field to have this beautiful aesthetic uh, community natural space is just a, a really great asset for the community. And uh, when you're in some of the areas like the Woodland Conservation Garden, in the middle of summer when everything is leafed out, you literally can't see out and you don't realize. You could, it feels like you're in a oak hickory upland, which is what we're trying to recreate with that space. Mm -hmm. And you, it, you might as well be out 100 miles from anything. I agree. And, you know, there are so many wonderful ways uh, to enjoy and return, like you mentioned, to Wellfield. You offer many special events and programs and special exhibits that I know my family enjoys. Share a little bit about what's happening uh, over the course of this summer and this fall at Wellfield. Sure. I, for us at Wellfield, as, as much as we, you know, we love the garden, uh, we love the plants, we know that we need to have a lot of people coming to help <laughs> us to, to fulfill our mission and make sure that we're uh, spreading the message. But uh, we have a lot of opportunities uh, for people to come and visit throughout the year. Um, we always have a summer concert series that runs uh, June through August. Uh, they've been on historically on Thursday evenings. Uh, that usually culminates in a big event called Taste of the Gardens that we have on uh, the fourth Sunday in August. And that's all about art. It's all about music. And of course, as the name implies, it's about food. Mm -hmm. So if you like food, and you like art and you like music, that's a terrific event for you. It's always the fourth Sunday in August. And uh, then going into the, the fall, uh, we have several sort of fall smaller events that kind of help highlight what happens as the, as the seasons change. And then what has become one of our largest events of the year, we have Winter Wonderland Holiday Lights. Uh, that begins the Friday after Thanksgiving and runs uh, through the weekend. Uh, at Christmas and over the course of what might be 15 to 17 nights of the event, um, we have had numbers, uh, tr just tremendous attendance, around 20,000 people experienced wow. across those nights. And it's just been a, a real wonderful, wonderful event that has really become a tradition for a lot of families. Uh, it's, it's 
very unique in that we highlight the beauty of the garden. So it's less about the lights, it's really about how we accentuate the beauty of Wellfield. And I think that's what people have really appreciated. In addition to being able to be outside with friends and family and enjoy a fire pit and maybe something warm to drink as you walk around, you can always get those great holiday photos here. It's a beautiful space, but Winter Wonderland Holiday Lights is, is uh, coming again. It'll be here before we know it. Oh, I love that event. Uh, it is uh, so special during the holidays to get out in the evening and relax with family. So it is definitely a, a, a positive and something that's so appreciated. Well, so you mentioned this, this master plan and how you about 80% done. So how do you prioritize that remaining 20%? What's next? Yeah, that's, and that's, Eric, that's it's just a... between us. Uh, we, we don't have to tell anybody else, but What's, this, what's the next step? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a really exciting process. And uh, part of our lease agreement with the city of Elkhart uh, is again, being very fiscally responsible uh, with our, we, we do not go into debt. Um, we have all projects uh, paid for or committed prior to them beginning. And so that's been one of the pieces in terms of fundraising. Sometimes that can be determined by the gifts uh, of our very generous donors and, and what they would like to see. And so for us having a, a sort of a menu uh, of projects that are ready to go or ready to be at least you know, planned, that has been really what's driven some of these. And so for us right now uh, in the works, we have a, a memorial garden and a very exciting project, a, a visitor center that is, uh, we're doing some investigating right now um, it's very exciting and there'll be more to come on that soon. Great. Well, if our listeners haven't been to Wellfield, um, they may not be aware of where you're located or how do they even find out your hours of operation? How do they connect sure. with your, with your organization? Where, where would no, you send them? So lots of ways. And obviously we know that the most popular way is to do the old Google and uh, <laughs> Wellfield Botanic Gardens. We do a good job of popping up right there at the top of the list. And we are located, literally, we are the North Gateway of the Gateway Mile to downtown Elkhart. We're located at 1011 North Main Street in Elkhart. We are just north of Beardsley and of the St. Joe River. Uh, we're in a gorgeous little location right here in Elkhart. And it's so convenient uh, to be able to go downtown to get something to eat or to be able to shop. We're just, you know, a half mile walk from, from great places to go. Um, and we've got plenty of on-site parking. They can always find out more information at wellfieldgardens.org or find us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for Wellfield Botanic Gardens. Well, and since you mentioned fundraising, I'm sure there's an admission fee uh, to get in. How does it, I know you mentioned the free Tuesdays, but how does that work uh, for the ticket prices? So for our, our ticketing, um, we have an adult fee and a child fee of $8 and $4. And if, uh, but members, I always like to point out, members are free. There so you if you purchase an annual membership to Wellfield, which can be done for as little as $35, and there are some of the, the donor membership levels that are, that are higher, you can come in for free all year round, and even better, it's reciprocal. So there is a reciprocal admissions program that we participate in with hundreds, I think it's about 350 other gardens around the country, that 
your membership for each garden will get you in free to those other gardens that participate in the program too. So within two hours drive of Elkhart, we have a dozen different gardens that you can take advantage of that reciprocal admission program. So membership is a tremendous value. You'd only have to come a few times as a family to get your money's worth. And I always like to say for a $60 family membership, you know, that's, that's one Starbucks a month. And <laughs> you, you give that up and you got your membership. Well, and I understand, Eric, that uh, by being the member at Wellfield, it is most economical among all of the gardens in this this uh, 300 gardens or whatever that's that's involved. It really is the best deal. Uh, so even listeners farther away could become a member at Wellfield and then take advantage of that. That's right. We sell a, we sell a lot of memberships to uh, folks who might only visit, you know, once from Florida throughout the year, mm -hmm. and they realize that there are a lot of gardens in their area. They might, you know, feel a little connection to us here or have family in this area. They also make great gifts. Uh, if you know someone who likes to be healthy and be outdoors and enjoys the environment and so many other things, all those special programs, take a yoga class, take a Tai Chi class, experience the special events. Memberships make a great gift. Well, you mentioned a children's rate and a children's garden. Uh, so it is a family-friendly environment. And you have some special uh, opportunities for uh, children to become engaged in the educational yeah. and garden program. Absolutely. We have a specifically a children's garden, mm -hmm. uh, which we opened in 2018. Uh, it was a gift from the Rex and Alice A. Martin Foundation. And it is a, a one-acre space that provides a lot of engagement for kids uh, with really a, we, we try to avoid, you know, too many contrived things. We want people to be in a natural environment. And so there's a lot of natural play and sort of found object play for kids. There's a, a waterway and a, a small tree house and a place we call the underground. There's a little boulder wall that kids can explore. Uh, lots of places that you know, while it is safe and they're contained, it's a place where they can feel like they're actually out and away from mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, and they can just explore and almost get lost in the garden. But they're all right there within the confines of the children's garden. Well, I uh, thank you so much for all of your concentrated effort to do so many great things for the residents and visitors uh, to Wellfield. I have to ask, Eric, since you moved here, you came for this botanic garden, you didn't know anything about the area. What would you say to those visitors who aren't familiar with your community? Why Elkhart County? Why should they visit Wellfield? I'd say to me, Wellfield has been something and the Elkhart County has been so welcoming. And there's so many different types of experiences from you know, Amish country to uh, technical and, and the you have ethos, the science center that's next door. Of course, you've got Wellfield, you've got an amazing art museum downtown, the Midwest Museum of Art, just all of these different experiences all together here in Elkhart County has what's really made it special. And above that, it's the people. Uh, the people make what we are and, and we've just really felt embraced by uh, the residents in Elkhart County. And now we are those residents of Elkhart County and uh, are encouraging others to kind of check out all there is to see and do right here in your own backyard.
Oh, well, we thank you so much for that. Uh, we couldn't have said it better ourselves. And uh, it's been a pleasure to learn more about your insights and about your education and your environment there at Wellfield and how so there's so much to see and do. Uh, it uh, We appreciate the opportunity. We also like to thank our listeners for joining us and we hope you tune in next time for more interesting people and places along the Heritage Trail. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.